the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. The fun thing is we're sitting on the porch talking about yesterday's interview with Jacob Torres. I know a lot of you went to his site, uh, which I'll give you again. Uh, and uh, let's see. Hold on. Where did it go? He didn't have much enthusiasm. Did you know he didn't. He just like, yeah, you could grow that, I guess, if you <laughs> wanted to. Whatever. <laughs> no, he had a lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, when a, when a guy uh, is determined to have a job like that. Yeah. No, he enjoys his job. It's clear. Oh, yeah. And we had a couple nice uh, listeners post on the website about the... I'm going to see if I can edit that part out of the podcast and put it on the page by itself. It's the Space Chili Grow a Pepper Plant Challenge. Uh, in the meantime, we're here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road, and we want you to call in with your gardening questions. I have three. Count them. One, two... Oh, yeah, three... People on the porch with me that can answer your questions at 210-308-8867. I was trying to remember the. there's an article in either the uh, San Antonio paper or the New York paper about uh, those chilies that he was talking about. The hunt. What are really? they? What are they? Well, what the, were hatch. They hatch. the hatch chilies, yeah. <laughs> Something about the, uh, a recipe and. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, think I, had, was, I think it's in the New York paper. I had it was a funny reaction. I was telling somebody that the interview was coming up, and it's just apparently Hatch are very big now, because she was like, "What is the deal with Hatch? Everything is now Hatch peppers. You can't go anywhere without Hatch peppers." That's the first time I've ever heard of Hatch peppers. Oh, is it really? <laughs> oh no, they're they're pretty big. Have you heard of Hatch before? Yes. Yeah, I mean you, we've had. Them, uh, yeah, we've carried them before, and uh, when I, it's you know new- I like peppers. So every time I go out to eat and I see something that's cooked with Hatch pepper, I'll, yeah. That's uh, that's what I order. Okay, he was talking about Schofield units yesterday. I uh, five. I was trying. 5, yeah, I was thinking for Trace, five thousand is nothing. No, <laughs> you need those Carolina Reapers to get you sweating. I wonder if he got those peppers from uh, University of uh, New Mexico? Mexico, New Mexico State University, the the, yeah, the Aggies yeah. of. Right. I, I didn't know they were a sister school of Texas A and M. That's kind of cool. <laughs> hey, let's, uh, let's uh, well, New, New Mexico people have a special in with the Texas A and M. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I started to bring that. You up. can apply the, just the, like it's an internal <laughs> university. Oh, very cool. Ben Villian, the guy I'm talking Ray. about, uh, 
Rio Grande Gold and yeah. uh, uh, Tam Mile 1 and 2. Yeah. Uh, he used to work closely with a, with a breeder in New Mexico. Okay. And uh, I, I imagine, I don't know, Hatch is named after the ta- town. I imagine. Yes, because he, he said, said that he yeah. was from Hatch. Yeah. He was, yeah, and someplace up. Oh, uh, uh, where did he say? Yeah, begin with an S. Uh, Espan- Española. But there may there may be some Texas A and M genetics into that. Oh, because they used to they were close friends. We're putting Aggie peppers in space. <laughs> so if my, if my math serves me right, Milton, we're talking about fourteen by fourteen by fourteen feet. We're trying to figure out how much space you need to grow stuff per person on the International Space Station. 14 by 14 by 14? Yes. Okay. Wow. Give or, give or take, because my math skills are <laughs> not what they used to be. Oh. And you don't <laughs> smell as good as you used yes. to. Yes. Well, you've told us that before. Ray is on the line at 210-308-8867. He's got a crepe myrtle question. Ray, I bet we can answer it. What's going on, uh, Ray? So. Okay, good we're going to try. Good morning. Okay, can you hear can you hear? Good morning. Can you hear me? Okay. <laughs> we can, Ray. Don't don't ask that question a different way. Otherwise, Jerry will interrupt every ten seconds and go. Ray, can you hear us now? Ray, Ray, can you hear me? Ray. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. So he didn't I have to, Milton. You did it. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, cool. Yes, we can hear you just fine, Ray. Okay, good. Um, okay, Doctor Parsons. Uh, this is uh, photography, Ray, oh. over in Converse. Um, uh, in I called distant, you last week about very... those. I called okay. you last week about those crepe myrtles, and I was, um, and I'm going to have uh, the yard regraded. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah. You might blow, okay, blew so I've got a picture, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so I've got some extending questions here that I'm that I'm thinking about. Um, you, you had mentioned uh, because I can't, I can't. Uh, of course, I can't dig them up now because it's too hot, and of course they're big. Um, and so you were suggesting to go ahead and plant grass up on top of the Bermuda that I've already got. Um, is there something I should do to get rid of You said to plant the grass three to four feet outside of the trunk, uh, right. from the trunk to the outside perimeter. Right, right. Okay, so do I need to get rid of the Bermuda grass that's around the tree right now, and how would I do that? I was thinking about a line trimmer and just kind of knock it wow. out of there. No, you can't, because you're going to hit the do roots. that with Bermuda. Uh, it'll, it'll get mad and come back even faster. When, when that crepe myrtle gets big enough to shade it, then there won't be any Bermuda there. Yeah, but he. Well, he, I'm going to trim he, them up pretty high, um, so I, I'm oh, hoping okay. that I I will yeah. get some Bermuda. Well, you got any Roundup? Uh, yeah, I've got Roundup, uh, but you not for go. not for crepe myrtles. I mean, you don't want to put Roundup around crepe myrtles. Oh yeah. Well, no, oh, yeah, we have yeah. for oh yeah forever yeah. for years. The, the Roundup was originally used uh, in peach orchards and uh, uh, around trees like that. Yeah, they even they even tell the story of uh, Mr. Pape uh, over Seguin uh, when Roundup first came out. He was working with George Ray McKitchen. I'm sorry, Mr. Pape. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, they didn't know if a tree would uptake it, uptake the roundup. And so Mr. Pape, who was always a great cooperator to the extension service, 
went out and actually scraped the bark with an axe off his uh, uh, pecan, some of his pecan trees, and sprayed them with concentrated Roundup. Hmm. Okay, so if I if I didn't want to if I didn't want to use Roundup around the trees, uh, I I know with a real powerful uh, weed eater, you can actually. You can actually cut that grass out, I mean, all the way down to the ground level. But the problem with that is is that it's going to hit that top level of ground and probably hit some of the roots and damage some of the roots as well. I mean, the roots yeah. are just right under the, right under, you know, quarter inch or so, right underneath yeah. the soil level. So now, that's Ray, probably Ray, not, a, not a good idea, right? Ray, you're overthinking okay. this. You can't kill Clay no. Marble that <laughs> Well, you you won't kill the cray myrtle, and you sure as hell won't kill the Bermuda. Oh, okay. Uh, no matter well, I'm how plant close. On, I'm, I'm going to plant right on top of the Bermuda, so the new I Bermuda. I know it, and it's going to come back, come back and take everything that's on top of it. Well, well I'm going to plant Bermuda on top of it, though. It's the same variety of turf. Oh, oh, okay. They're regrading. They're regrading. They're regrading the level of the ground, so it's going to okay. be new Bermuda. Uh, tiff turf is what they're going to plant. I've got Tiff Way 419, which is almost the same thing, only better. But um, so okay, you, you think a week? If you, if you don't don't mind uh, some of the native or wild Bermuda coming through your, uh, you're going to sod it, right? Right. Sod, sod it. Uh, you can do that. Or I thought you wanted to kill the Bermuda before no, no, you no. planted the new sod. No, no, no. Okay. I just I'm, uh, I'm thinking about the new sod. If the roots to get the roots from the new sod down in the ground, would it be better to weed eat around those crepe myrtles to knock some of that existing Bermuda down a little bit down to the ground level? But then I'm thinking I'm going to damage some of the no. crepe myrtle roots. No. Don't worry about that. Don't, don't worry about don't that. Worry about and then that. When, when you plant when you plant sod, you have to have soil to soil contact. You can't have right. junk in between. So that, yeah, just, that means Bermuda. Don't, just that don't means get the leaves. string string more close to the yeah, don't, trunk. Don't bark. Because yeah, no, that, that's, uh, the, that's yeah. the most damage that occurs to the vascular system comes from that kind of, from string right. more. Right. Okay, so, so I can use a line trimmer. So... Um, I, and I'm thinking they're going to do this probably in the next one to three weeks, uh, just guessing at it, which means it's still going to be pretty hot. So I'm not going to put fertilizer down, um, the winterizer, until the fall. I'm going to I'm going to water almost daily, and I'm not going to cut it uh, until it you know really gets up high. Is that am I on the right track yeah. there? <laughs> um, um, let it get established right. for about two weeks, so, and then mow it. Yeah, you need to mow because the last thing you want is it to get tall because Bermuda's only green on the top. Yeah. So if right. you better get tall, and when you do go to mow it at the right height, you're going to cut off all the green, and it's going to take three or four weeks before you it don't. Like you don't have to mow it at an inch. Right. You can mow it at kind of a middle there, but uh, yeah, we're if you heard all the reports we're getting on the <laughs> people let their Bermuda grow to six or seven inches and then mow down to an inch and then there's they don't see anything there yeah it's that's what we're talking rains about yeah grew so well we couldn't mow either so yeah so as trace and jerry has said my mow 
but uh, you just don't have to mow it down to an inch until and until I, you get ready. And I would like to recommend that you go buy the old-fashioned lawnmower. The push? Yeah, that's yes. right. The little okay. reel, I think yeah. is what they call it. Reel, yeah. Or, yeah. All righty. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate the help. Thank you, Ray. You take care. 210-308-8867. Charles is on the line. Hi, Charles. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good, good. How can we help you? I have two pittosporum trees that froze back in February last year, and uh, the top of them from the ground up, is they're dead. I mean, the bark is cracking. The interior part of the branches are turning gray. So they're, they're gone. But I've noticed at the base of those two trees, there are real green, pretty sprouts that are coming up. If I cut the dead part of the tree, will those little sprouts eventually regrow into pittosporum trees? Yeah. Is it a standard pit or is it a dwarf pittosporum? I'm not sure. There, One of them is uh, a lot older. The older one is higher than the house. I have a one-story house. So it's that's, probably at least th- maybe, I don't know. That's a standard, yeah. Okay. So what you're describing is exactly what I did. So uh, I took the chainsaw before the sprouts came and started cutting down to the point where all of the cracked bark had been taken off and got my wife to start watering them and uh, I'd say they're probably three foot tall right now oh yeah both yeah both of them are well above in fact both of them are really one of them is definitely higher than the house the other one is getting close to that it's a younger one yes. the other one is a younger one sounds like it's a standard and uh I've got the same thing that re- responded really well to. It's ready to grow and uh, <laughs> much much easier to manage than a dwarf. Yeah, it'll be uh, the same. Same. Yeah, good. The sprouts will be the same as the top. Well, yeah, well my, a- mine's coming back different. Hmm? Mine's coming back a little different. I had variegated, and I, I almost yeah. all my new growth is uh, green. Green. Huh? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what they do on the variegation is. Uh, Say that's a sport, and they take take it off the green, and uh, uh, it will will probably come back from the root uh, as as uh, green. Green as, or variegated? Uh, variegated. I would know it's green. Come back from the root, but a lot of times those things, I don't think them are grafted. No. And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, a lot of times, the variegation on plants, uh, when cut back to the root system, will be the original color until the plant gets a little bit older, and then it may have some variegated uh, sprouts in it. But uh, you just have to wait and see on, okay. that, on that variegation. Okay. What do you mean by variegation? Uh, the what, the uh, white. White and green. White and green, yeah. Okay. Well, these both these trees, as you know, they're very have very pretty dark green leaves, and they provide shade. So I was really upset when they uh, froze, but I'm glad to hear they're going to come back. Oh yeah, they'll okay. come if, back. If you asked us this four months ago, Milton would have said, "Kiss it goodbye." I would not have go. said that. I've never <laughs> been that insensitive. Unlike some people to my left. Uh, hey. Thanks, Kevin. I was. 
Okay, Thanks, thank Charles. you very much for your help. I appreciate it. Okay, Bye, thank you for calling in. You bet. Kevin is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Kevin, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Good. What's going on? I have a question. I have um, a mixed lawn, St. Augustine and Jammer Zoysia, and the Jammer looks brown although very thick and the St. Augustine looks green and I don't know why the I don't know why the zoysia looks brown although it seems to be thick and somewhat healthy but it's, the tops are all brown did it did you did it actually get too tall uh, before you mowed it after the rains we had um I mean, yeah. Let's, let's start 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 by did it green up this spring? Yeah. Or has it stayed like this? Okay. So no, I, I so Jerry's well, probably going the right direction. So uh, <laughs> zoysia is similar to Bermuda that the top is green and the bottom's not. So right. if it got too tall and then you whacked on it, it would be brown. But it's not. I don't think it's going to die. And that, no, that, it, uh, it's going to be a while before your wife lets you back in the house. <laughs> well, I, I just wonder about that combination. You know, it's just very unusual where you put uh, jammer with, I mean, zoysia with uh, San Augustine because they both they demand such different environments to prosper. You know, jammer should be all by itself. And uh, if you got San Augustine in there, San Augustine is going to uh, dominate the situation. Well, it's not—it's not infiltrating it. That's—that's that's not <laughs> the, the problem. The problem is that, um, and I—I I mean, last probably the last two times I cut it, which has been you know at least a month back, it has not been tall. In fact, it's been like oh, this. Okay. So it's been yeah, like this for you, at least a month or longer. Yeah. But uh, right after the rains, right, you mowed it. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't, like, like Trey said, uh, it's going to come back. It's just going to be slow, especially the zoysia. But uh, I'm pretty sure it's not going to die. But it, okay. with, with, the, with more warm, more hot weather... Supposed to be in the high nineties today. High nineties, yeah. It was <laughs> for sure. Right, trace it by, for, by for Friday. For sure, it was the jammer, bit. wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't it rescue 90s. grass or uh, annual bluegrass that came back that no, uh, month ago or two months ago. <laughs> okay, it's going to be okay, and uh, it's just uh, uh, you're not the only one having this problem with. Uh, not being able to mow after the constant rains we had about a month ago. And uh, my, my son-in-law did that to his yard. And his, his, his St. Augustine was so high that uh, Jeremy, my son, cut it, mowed it for him. And he, he had the main problem of his lawnmower clogging up, stopping. Stopping, yeah. Uh, and many times, and so <laughs> that pretty well indicates that it got a little bit high. And uh, <laughs> after, after he mowed it, 
uh, my son-in-law came back and said, didn't he mow that too short? He was on vacation oh. when my son mowed it for him. Uh, and I said, no. <laughs> I said, it looks short because it was so high, he cut the St. Augustine back to that main stem that it was developing. So it, it's coming out now. I mean, it's, it's, it's rebounding. But uh, a lot of people did that. And uh, it, it showed more, it was more prevalent on Bermuda grass types oh, and yeah. Georgia grass types. Than it was than it was on St. Augustine. So don't don't worry about it. That's what I'm telling you. Okie doke. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So I felt bad for a customer yesterday. Yeah. He he goes out for two weeks and works and then comes back. Uh oh. Oh no. So guess what he does every time he comes back? Mows. Mows the lawn. Mows. Guess how tall the grass was getting in between the mowings. <laughs> well, we got a lot of rain. I'm gonna guess yeah. four to five inches. It was yeah. So. Yeah, I I know that because I didn't mow for a couple of weeks and yeah, it gets nice and high. Yeah, that's not. I didn't know how to answer his question, sir. If you can't mow it every three or four days when it's growing that fast, I, I, th- I think we. I don't think we did a good job though on, uh, on that jammer and the San Augustine together. That just isn't going to work, because the, the jammer. Have you guys ever had San, had the zoysia grass? I, I have a I have a neighbor that has emerald zoysia, and San Augustine combined, and he keeps it cut the height of the zoysia. Okay, which limits the St. Augustine's ability to encroach. Yeah, yeah. T- two inches, but it's St. Augustine grows so fast compared to Zoysia. He's out there mowing. It's, it, they're <laughs> they're, guess, they're competing, uh, but he's keeping the St. Augustine cut short enough to where it just can't over go. overtake. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. I'm going to ask Marty and Jerry to hold on. We're coming back in just a second on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Wash away the tears, all the angry times we share, all and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where uh, Al had a good idea. He wants to pay tribute to the music of Nancy Griffith, who passed away uh, last week, and that seems okay to me. Uh, she's a great songstress and a great singer. Jeremy knows who Nancy Griffith is. Uh, never heard of her. I don't care. Jeremy knows. Text Jeremy now. <laughs> ask, him, ask Jeremy. He will say in two seconds, oh, it, my goodness, yeah, she's great. It ain't Brenda Lee, that's for sure. Uh, no, she's, she's Americana. Uh, well, if this is her, oh. it sounds a little like Patsy Cline. Maybe so. But, yeah, you'd like her. We'll, we'll ask Jeremy if he, he knows who she is. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to get to our calls in just a second, but I want to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control again. If they're bothering you from roaches to fleas to scorpions to ticks to rats, it doesn't matter. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. Since 1976, they have been your web of protection. And that means that they look at your home holistically, and they not only treat the problem, uh, they figure out why the problem is being 
caused and treat that as well. So they're not just going to spray. They're going to say, okay, I think the roaches are the answer coming in because of this. If we fix this, I think that this will solve the problem plus the spray that we did now, and so it will decrease it a lot. So that's what I, I like about how they uh, treat the customers is that holistic approach, and I think that's what makes them so successful. they got good stuff, too. They got the, the good old stuff. stuff that I like. They got organic, and as Jerry says, the Jerry wants his <laughs> the home, good stuff. home to glow after they've sprayed. He my, wants to be able to read in the dark after spider do- medicine. My dog hasn't had fleas in two years. <laughs> there you go. Just, just an FYI. Yes. Carbaryl is after this year can't be uh, manufactured. Huh? Oh man. Well, what actually, I think that, it already stopped. What is that they, used they to treat? They can't sell it. Carbaryl yeah, seven. Oh, wow. version of seven. And my 86-year-old grandma used to dust it on her her garden. Oh, okay. And uh, it it was so dangerous when she got, she had one of these uh, old-fashioned blowers, dusters. Uh, After they would use it in the garden, she and her husband were over 80. that dust would be all over. Oh, okay. <laughs> 86, Nelson. Okay, so you're promising everybody that uses it will live to be 86? <laughs> Carbaryl is, uh, the LD50 of it is uh, is is less than aspirin. Okay. Huh. All so right. if you're taking all aspirin, right. don't stay away from that Carbaryl. All right. Well, let me give the phone number Super for Spider-Man. Dangerous. We got calls on the line. 210 210- <laughs> 656-3721, or GoSpidermanPest.com, GoSpidermanPest.com. Marty's on the line, and Trace, I think you're going to like this question because Marty may lead you, Marty may give you a segue coming up in just a second. Marty, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? All right. How are you guys doing? Doing swell. Did you hear the show yesterday? We're going to put yeah, Rio Grande Gold Peppers Jerry, in space. Was- I was going to say, you should have said Rio Grande Gold is out of this world also. Oh, that would have been great, Marty. Okay. Where's the pump? pump 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 There you go. Thank you, Marty. Well, what's <laughs> going on? Yeah, uh, I have a question. On my Meyer lemon, I have a worm that's stripping the leaves of my Meyer lemon, and I'm getting pretty irate. So that, that, <laughs> Don't that, get uh, irate. Have no, you seen the worm? Gonna, yeah, I've seen him. What's, what does he look like? Uh, he's long and green, like a caterpillar, but more of a caterpillar-like. Uh, well, the reason we were checking is because uh, uh, giant swallowtails lay their eggs on there, and they they look like bird poop. There you go. The caterpillar oh, okay. does. Okay. But they're easy to, you know, you just toss yeah. off all but one right. or two. Yeah, but this one, this one it, he's, just, he's just shredding my, my Meyer lemon to bits. And uh, I can't afford that, you know. Not How just, many? Did, did you squish him? Uh-oh. I squished him. All right. I I, 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 I use one of Milton's line. Uh oh. What? What is your Kiss what is your line? Lie? This I, is I goodbye. Kiss Kiss goodbye. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <that's right. laughs> well, what what you can do? Is... You didn't see the caterpillar. I mean, the butterfly. Did you? No, I didn't see the butterfly. No. I was wondering, uh, could I use spinosad? Absolutely. You bet. Okay. That that BT or the old version of seven. Yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to get the probably the spinosad. Uh, yeah. Could I also use a spinosad on my tomato plants? For what? I For think what? So. Yeah. 
just uh, well, they're getting on. Uh, oh, on my, well, I, I want to use that as a preventative. Hmm. For like the I, tomato I, hornworm, the answer is yes, but it's going to be very okay. specific to the insect. Yeah, you got to get it. You, okay. With spinner said, you have to get it when they're young. Okay. Okay. When the caterpillars, are, well, at least in my experience, the caterpillars, it works much better okay. when the caterpillars are small. Okay. Yeah, what, what got me kind of irate is because my Meyer lemon w- was blooming, and uh, and now the two of the blooms are gone. And I said, oh, man, and now, and now he's stripping the leaves. So uh, it's gonna, something's going to have to be done, you know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> if, uh, if, it, if it makes you sleep better at night, those blooms weren't going to turn into fruit that you're going to ever get to eat. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Well, it, but, and it, it will it will bloom. Oh, it will. Re- okay. Well, that's good to know. I'm 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 yeah. I'm glad to hear that. But well, like I, mean, I said, that inform that then that show yesterday with a young man. He's a real success mm-hmm. story, and it was very very informative, and I really enjoyed it. But like I said, they should have put in. Remember, real grand gold is belchless. Let's see that hatch. Uh, peppers belches. Yeah, I bet you they're burping all over the space station. There you they? go. They'll be. They're still waiting for them to come up there, by the way. Well, we, yeah, there if, you go. If it would have been 200,000 in, term, in terms of the hotness, oh. then they would be spitting fire rather yeah. than burping. Yeah, right. But it's only 5,000. Well, if we get any yeah, seed, I'm going gonna, gonna to send him some real grande gold seed. You and I are going to put put it out of this world, as you say. That's out of this world, exactly, Milton. Okay. Oh. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you Marty. Great. Okay, take care. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Jerry, hang on the line for two more seconds because I'm going to segue to Trace. So speaking of lemon trees and citrus. Yes. Uh, all right. So everybody knows that we haven't had any citrus trees. There hasn't been any citrus trees available from anybody for like four months. Guess I what? why that is. I <laughs> I, I question that, um, but we're going to have some. Oh, huh. So we've got three trucks ordered, lots and lots of citrus trees, and the first one's due in this week. All right. Just don't ask me what's on it. No. But they could call. Uh, well, yeah. well, they can They can email later in the week. We can yeah. answer them or uh, just stop by. Yeah, there so you there's go. A, there's a pretty good assortment coming on this one. Uh, so I don't know whether or not they're going to send me all my lemons and limes at the same time and then my oranges later or if they're going to divvy it in the middle. I didn't want to delay it, so I told them whatever's fastest. <laughs> yeah, just get it. <laughs> okay. And then behind that, uh, in the near future, we're going to have the uh, the satsumas that everybody wants, although yeah. they will be grafted instead of on their own route. Yeah. We'll have Arctic Frost, Orange Frost, and Bumper, as <laughs> well as a few be, other satsumas. That would be great. But, uh, uh, like I said, I was impressed by people buy well, they bought all your citrus that you had after the hard freeze, and they lost their trees. Yeah. No, you, they, you would think people would be discouraged. They were not. People love citrus. I, I told them all to read your article. <laughs> but if they don't, and I get to sell them another bought. one in the future, too, so that's okay with me, too. Okay. All right, 210-308-8867. So there you go. Uh, if you've been looking for citrus, uh, you want the next two weeks, you want to be over here visiting at Millburgers, and I bet you can find what you're looking for. You know that guy mm-hmm. that called in and wanted to know more about Lynn Lowry yesterday? Yeah. Well, hang on. We did, got you, did you pick up on that he had a citri- a lemon that Lynn Lowry gave him? I did, yes. We need to talk to him again and oh. see if it froze. 
Oh, okay. I forgot sure. his name, but I can find that uh, out. He'll call back. All right, call back. Tell us what <laughs> happened with that lemon. All right, uh, we have Jerry on the line at 210. I don't know how we do that. I don't know. 210 Hey, Jerry. Hey. Oh, we bought a burr oak, a young tree from Paddock, about, and we planted it about a month before the rain began. Well, it stood in water just about that whole time. And now the leaves are got brown spots all over them. They, it hasn't lost the leaves, but all what? over them. What kind of plant is it? Yeah, bur, bur oak. Bur oak. Yeah, you're yeah. breaking up a little on us, Jerry. Well, that's okay. A, a bur oak hey. about a month. <laughs> so, did the hole eventually drain, or was it just while it was raining it, that it was floating? It, it eventually drained. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's the best. As long as it drained, eventually the tree will probably figure out a way out of this. Yeah. But they, they, is it too uh, dry now? Well, we you know, it. we're coming into a season, season called fall, and oh. the burrows, <laughs> those burrows, uh are the first ones to drop leaves, I think. Yeah. Uh, El- elms and crepe myrtles, then burrows. Yeah. yeah. And burrows are notorious for just hot, hot summers dropping leaves. Yeah. And so those well, we've got le- a huge one in the backyard, and it hasn't yet. But this one's just a baby in the front oh, yard. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's okay. Uh, that's uh, that's what we refer to as a bur oak uh, leaf spot. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the big one now, and <laughs> I don't see anything on it. Okay. Well, uh Maybe the little so, one was more tender. Yeah, it probably is because it just has a little clump of leaves on the top. And okay. That, that but don't great. don't worry about it. Your little one is going to live. Okay, I won't have to put them in intensive care or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't don't spray them with anything. Yeah. Well, you can spray them with anything you want to, but it's not going to change the okay. results. They're they're uh, really un- unpredictable in terms of oh, yeah. leaves growth, growth growth rate. Yeah, I had one for <laughs> ten years that didn't grow. Now now suddenly it's putting on three feet a yeah. year. They, it's interesting how they do that. That's a good also, tree though. Yeah. Well, people what are like that too. I haven't grown in years, but oh, now all of a sudden I am. But in width, not in uh, oh, in geez. height. In fact, I might be shrinking. Maybe oh, dear. too. Yeah. What's up, Jerry? And that blue stem grass frozen. Yeah, Jerry, your 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 phone keeps cutting out, so we we only hear one or two words. Okay, blue stem. No, blue stem. blue stem grass. All right. And if she's going to talk that to me with all the rain, it might have been, uh, it might be gone. Oh, the blue stem grass might be gone with all the rain? Yeah. Is that no. what you were asking, Jerry? No, it's not gone. Bro. Yeah, Jerry, we, we can't make it work. I'm sorry. But call us, okay. see if you can get a stronger signal. See if you can get a stronger signal and call us back, okay? All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I missed the opportunity to ask her. Could she hear me now? No, she, yeah, I think she could kind of get us, but uh. she was breaking up so much on her yeah. end that it was hard to. 
I was trying to figure out. I think we had her on last week, too, and it was just that that's a bad <laughs> cell connection. Um, all right. Uh, Tracy, uh, before we go to break, you want to bring up some other stuff that's happening here at the nursery? Well, I think we have David's seminar next week. We but do, I, I do it's, but it's full. I do full. believe it's full, but historically somebody doesn't show up. Right. So if, uh, if you're here and somebody doesn't show up, you are welcome to take that seat. Okay. So you might want to. It starts at uh, 10. Sounds right. Okay, let yeah. me double check. Ten to eleven thirty, maybe. That's, so you. That's what you said yesterday. So. Assume, oh, okay. Assume yesterday you looked. <laughs> I did. So yeah, you could get here. You know, quarter to ten, that kind of stuff, or maybe in even nine. Put your name on. I think that. Uh, remember Mary doing a waiting list once. Yeah, we time. have a, we have a list, and we're gonna we're gonna call all those people and remind them. So we may have some openings before that. But oh, okay. If somebody says they're not gonna come. Okay. So uh, yeah, just come here. Uh, before 10 uh, for your best chance uh, next Saturday. Yeah, and if you don't come, we're going to hunt you down. Can they? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're, we're aggressive on these. The extension service has really gotten oh, kind of aggressive. Yeah. They, they're, oh, yeah. And then part two comes up in September. Can they? Uh, this is part there's, one. Can there's they, still openings for that one. Still openings for that one. So, so. our phones still don't work. So if yeah. you're interested, uh, uh, don't call. You'll be very disappointed. Okay. Email us, and uh, we we are checking the emails far more frequently now since we aren't answering the phone. Obviously, we're not taking that kind of time up. So, what is the email address? Nursery at millburgersa.com. Nursery at millburgersa.com. It's also listed on the website, which is millburgernursery.com. I wonder if we can transfer that phone problem over to Johnson City Joe when he calls in. Right. <laughs> Gives them business. We like talking to Joe. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else before we go to break? Uh, lots of new stuff. So uh, ground orchids, uh, Moy Grande hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's blooming. Sweet almond and verbena. Blooming. We, we've, got, we've got uh, some uh, uh, milkweed, uh, a supply of tropical milkweed, and also misflower. And I think Trace has uh, said that there's a chance that we'll get some of the other uh, uh, butterfly-type plants that we're interested in. It's maybe possible. Yeah. Maybe porterweed in this next couple mm. of weeks. <laughs> uh, Jerry's favorite, citronella. Mm-hmm. We finally Boy, got that. that stuff. Oh, jeez. Hopefully all that stuff would have killed out. Well, at least, at least it won't chase away the butterflies. <laughs> the <citronella. laughs> That's true. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, you know, I still haven't heard from A uh, and M buddies over there hmm. uh, about the. Uh, did, now, what? How did you communicate with them? Email. I, I mean, was it your? Was it normal, charming, nasty, or was it, it your was usual charming. sarcastic? It was, was it my it? best charming. Uh, so, in other words, I got to email it back. <laughs> what are you saying in this thing? Give me a call. I just said I want to know the uh, references that certify that that's true because uh extension this girl is an extension pathologist i think but uh she she said she even listed some more uh mosquito and lantana was one of them hmm. uh that repelled mosquitoes 
And so, I'll well, you know, lantana is so itchy, the mosquito may just not want to land on the leaf. Yeah. It, it repels feet. it from its leaf. Yeah. It's and boy, if you've ever cut down lantana <laughs> and moved it to the brush pile, <laughs> you're, you're showering for days. You need that stuff that Jerry used to take off the uh, the stuff on the truck. Yes. Say, I want to ask what that lantana is blooming over there. That Pretty sure that's Dallas Red. Is it? I think so. That's pretty with the which one? The uh the orange. The, the orange? Red and orange. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't like that color, but that's uh, a that's almost burnt orange. <laughs> that's pretty close. Well the interesting thing about that is it's got the same Pattern. growth habit as uh New Gold Antana. Look at mm, it. Yeah. It's gonna out, it's gonna outgrow that. It's gonna outgrow that? Yeah. Okay. Right. But it's full of blues. Let's take a quick break. While we do, give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More coming up with Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Don't forget to ask Jeremy if he knows who Nancy Griffith is. 210. I better write that down. Yeah, write that down. Don't forget to go to Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. If you've got a deck, a pebble stone driveway, a fence that uh, you want to keep looking good or that doesn't look good like you remember it, well, then Barry can help you out. Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf. I always talk about the front page, but he's got a lot of pictures uh, in the project gallery that show you kind of uh, that before and after and how great it can look. So uh, go ahead and go to deckandpatiocare.com to learn more or just call him, 210 210- 822-9147-210-822-9147, and uh, Barry will uh, help you out and tell you what he can do. And, uh, yeah, you'll be impressed. Barry's been doing this since 1986 from San Antonio, uh, is passionate about that. We've talked about other people and their passions. Barry is passionate about this stuff and helping people with this, and you'll recognize that about mm, 30 seconds into the conversation. <laughs> So uh, give them a call. The number again uh, is 210-822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. James is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Uh, just fine. How about you guys? Are you doing all right? We're oh. doing okay. show's going great today. Well, that's great. Uh I heard you talking about, uh, Gary talking about pesticides, and I had a little bit of information for you. Um, I think Jerry and, uh, remembers the AI Root Company in San Antonio. Um, they used to do AI the Rich? AI Root. Oh, Root, okay. I'm sorry. The big beekeepers, you know, they, they were it as far as beekeepers go. Um, they get, they wrote a book, ABCs of Beekeeping, I think that was the name of it, and they had a list of chemicals that were hot, hazardous to honeybees, and uh, that seven dust is more hazardous to honeybees than DDT on that list in the book. Okay? Yeah. It, so, it, kill, uh, it kills any insect it gets on. Th- that's a fact. So if you want to... You go out there and buy that seven dust and spray it around. Just remember that it's uh, it's a little bit 
more dangerous than DDT as far as the honey honeybees go. So that was the information I had for you guys today. All right. I wonder if uh, an aspirin would kill honeybees. If you ground it up and put it put it in a solution, they wonder if an aspirin would kill them. Do you want me to look well, online? <laughs> Jerry, the China Chinese people are already having to hand pollinate fruit trees. So if we keep it up, that's where we're going to be. Yeah, well, we're <laughs> we're not much behind them. That's what I'm talking about. So and no, nobody uh, knows know what's uh, triggering their decline. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. The airplanes were flying uh, flying over here, spraying fields. Um, and uh, if you talk to the guys out in Hondo, they say. The airplanes are flying every day, so that might give you a clue as to what's going on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. According to GardenMyths.com, It says you can just mix a few aspirin in water and spray your plants, spraying tomatoes or any other kind of plant with aspirin will make them grow better, have less diseases, and ward off insects. And they won't have any headaches. They will not have a headache. Uh, (laughs) Milton, you're just magic with that computer. That's the dentist uh, has inspired me. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) They've got a lot of stuff on on the internet now. Good gosh. And All some right. of it's even true. Yeah. Uh, this is from gardeningknowhow.com. The component helps boost the plant's immune system just like it does for us. A diluted solution of aspirin water for plants provides accelerated germination and some resistance to disease and pests. Aspirin in vegetable gardens has been shown to increase plant size and yield from March 4, 2021. It's on the internet. You, you it's got to be true. You told me it has to be true. Talk me into it. Does aspirin kill aphids? Uh, Let me find out what it says. I bet the... it does. Uh, <laughs> uh, that aspirin dangerous. It says that it help, helps floral displays last longer. I think I have heard yeah, of people in using Yeah, in the water. Yeah. You may spray potted houseplants every few weeks with aspirin with a diluted s- solution of aspirin and water to improve growth and combat common pest problems such as aphids. Do you sell aspirin here, uh, Trace? <laughs> no, sir. No? No. I, I You're sell, saying it's not labeled I for... I sell middle of corporate and okay. uh, uh, <laughs> asaphate. There you go. That good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Jerry was... Anyway, so 210-308-8867. Got it by seven minutes till the break. Let me make sure we don't have anybody on the line. We do. We got Ronnie on the line. <laughs> Be careful. Blue don't, don't lose Ronnie. I know. We got to talk to Ronnie. What's going on? Hello, Milton. Ronnie, welcome. Hi. Hi. Yesterday, this is just an observation. Yesterday, when you signed off the show on the second hour, uh, there was a car that came by. It was, like, really, really loud, squealing its wheels. You was remember that you? That? No. no but <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Once a, once a show, there's at least one time during... Uh, I think it's usually during the second hour. I hear that car go by up out in front of Millburgers. So I was wondering oh, yeah, if the cops would be out there. Yeah, it's yeah. Really loud. I I also wonder if like 
we used to have people that would come by and honk. I shouldn't no. say this story, but I also wondered if they were kind of trying to hear them, their honk on the air because there's a delay, so they can honk. And anyway, but uh, yeah, honk if you love Merrill Mel- Burgers. I've heard there that before. Go. There you go. Uh. All right. So uh, that's what I was all right, thinking. Well, We'll see if that, that car comes by today. Well, there was there's it has a tendency to be a, a slowing a traffic jam there, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of times it's once those folks get by that frustrated, yeah, yeah, then they oh, they, they kind of blow have by. to do their there's a motorcycle or he uh, sure knows a lot about that, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, don't, you don't do it with your little pickup truck. No, I thought of another plant that we hadn't had this year that I got. Oh, passion vine. Oh, purple passion vine. Passion vine. It has oh. that big purple flower. Yes, sir. Well, that's the one that's uh, <coughs> most productive. Is most blooms most. All right. That, of course. I'm gonna I, go look I, that up online too. Of course, and, I like red. And we have to ask Peter. Well, the red doesn't take cold very good, though. No. I have to ask Peter. That that oh. bloom is actually linked to Christ in that's some right. way. There's okay. about seven of this and a three of that. And There's a cross. I, huh. cross. I don't know about Christ, but uh, golf fritillaries are really oh, like it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a cross in the middle of that. It's, it's okay. I'm going to look it up. Well, oh, going back to gardening know-how. Same, uh, oh, same website that was recommending the Aspen. Ronnie, what was your question? Uh, it was for Dr. Parsons, and it's about blue bonnets. I have a, a spot at the uh, front of my lawn that's uh, mainly Bermuda, and I let my blue bonnets reseed there every year, and they come back every year. And yeah. uh, I had multiple colors in there, and I even I had whites, pink, you know, the really really deep blues, and then lighter blues, and all different yeah. colors. But I was wondering, would how long would that take for them to go back to the original blue? Would they ever go back to the original, just regular blue, blue bonnet? Yeah, it'll be it'll be slow. But who would want to right. go back to that old red, regular blue? Well, how many years? We went back, Jerry, when you planted those extra ones in my yard. It was three <laughs> or four years yeah. back. There, we try to stabilize the colors uh, pretty pretty. Uh, good. In other words, uh, and the way to go back to the blues, the original blues, uh, is uh, to uh, uh, get rid of the, any of the colors that you don't want and let the blues cross-pollinate. That's the way we get colors. But uh, it, it, doing that, it'll take... Uh, I, I, we never have done an experiment on that, but... Uh, and with every with every group of seed that that you plant, even the whatever color you want to use, uh, there's always about ten percent, ten to fifteen percent of the original blue in the in the seed, which we immediately pull out. Mm-hmm. You kiss it goodbye, do you? Yeah, kiss it goodbye, buddy. If it's blue and red, no. <laughs> now with that update. Uh, the good news is uh, this week I'm taking this year's seed. No, no. Oh, 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 over to be uh, uh, cleaned by Wild Seed Farms in Eagle Lake. But uh, and so I just figured out how to get someone from the Extension Service or A and M to my house in like 30 minutes. Uh oh. 
All I got to say, I got an orange blue bonnet. They'll be out there. They'll yeah. be out there with the roundup as fast as they can. That's, that's what that that's what that car is doing, yes. going back and forth. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, we should have. It takes two months at least to grow a, a nice blue bonnet transplant. So two months from now, we're in August, September, October. We'll have them in transplants uh, by October. In in uh, by October. And the original question, I'll be surprised. Got okay, about a minute. Three left. years is about. Oh, about three years before it goes back. Yeah. And every once in a while, like Jerry said, one will show up. Yeah. But the, the majority of them will be. And back. save the orange one. <laughs> Don't let them old Maggie's get to I, it. I've got Doctor Stein working on that. Mm-hmm. Ronnie, does that help you? Because we're about to go to break. Yes, it does. Thanks a lot, guys. You, you bet. All right, we got to take a quick break and get you caught up with the news. In the meantime, our number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. I did some research, and I'll tell you more about the connection with the purple passion uh, flower to uh, Christ in just a moment. On 9.30 a.m., <laughs> this is The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Y'all are keeping us busy today. Keep us call, keep calling and keeping us busy at 210-308-8867 or come on by and you uh, Longhorns out there can get your own burnt orange lantana. <laughs> Fill your yard with it. It's, it's, it's pretty burnt it's, orange. It is the closest. Yeah. I mean, we've had other oranges, but they've been more of that Tennessee orange, yeah. uh, volunteer orange. I'll, I'll this is sure pretty close. That. Okay. That was Not good. get that ugly thing. So do you want to know what I found out about the passion flower? I do. All right. So this is according to CarmenJohnsonGardens.com. I'll just read you what it says. Okay. When the Spanish and Portuguese missionaries came to the Americas in the 16th century, they used the passion flower as a symbolic way to teach about the story of Jesus Christ. There you go. The ten petals represent Jesus' faithful apostles. The five anthers, uh, is that right for the flower? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Are symbolic of the five sacred runes Jesus suffered. The circle of filaments in the center of the flower represent the crown of thorns. The three purple stigma represent the three nails holding Jesus to the cross. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and like uh, like I was telling I, I've always loved that red one. Mm-hmm. they got a red one, and this is the most common one. The purple one? Yeah. yeah. I think we have this in our yard. Yeah, probably. It is. It is. It is. Uh, uh, it's a beautiful flower. Yeah, it is. It's very pretty. But the the red one is pretty too, but it doesn't bloom very much. Oh, it's it's sad. bright red. It's yeah, pretty it's, red. It also is not as attractive to the butterflies, for some reason. Huh, the red interesting. The red's not. I don't know. You know, well, it's an exotic and the species yeah. line is is different. But and Trey says they they freeze. Now I now I do you think my wife, who's an Aggie, will let me plant burnt orange? Uh, she an Aggie, and she still married you? I know. Hard to believe, isn't it? I'll tell her how to handle that. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. What is that? It's a monarch. It's either, I think that's a black swallowtail. Is that yeah, a black, black swallowtail on the uh, penta? Yeah, there, that, but you see there's that, you see those uh, golden little uh, circles in, in the 
outside of that uh, wing there. It may be, uh, maybe, uh, gosh, what's that other one? <laughs> the yellow? No, it's, no, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, there's the another, uh, the, uh, no, there's another b- black one, but it'll come to me later. Look, look what uh, Penta has sold the most of, Melton. The the red one. Oh, has it? Oh, always. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't uh, that one of the quotes that you can sell anything, any right. blooming flower in San Antonio as long as it's red? Right. That's traces. That's traces. Training at uh, oh, Wolf okay. Nursery. But uh, my doc, Mr. Webster. Oh, I got good news. Uh-huh. Jeremy was looking out the back uh, back window. Back at your bathroom window? window. Sliding glass door. And he saw a huge butter, a monarch butterfly come by. And come to find out there were two flying together. Oh, that's nice. They were mating in my backyard. Is that, do, you you, do you have, have an HOA? Uh, milkweed? Huh? huh? No. Uh, do you have an HOA? Do they allow that? No, I don't know. Uh-oh, you I, better I be careful. Well, if they, if they don't, he's going to be getting a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, <laughs> sir. There have been several reports of mating monarchs in your backyard. <laughs> well, I had... Uh, As you know, the HOA frowns upon that. had a pretty, a pretty good response to the, the article. We didn't talk about the monarch portion of it much, but uh, uh, some the readers did. And... Uh-huh. Uh, he was. He's got a. This guy. One of the guys has uh, basically a, a condo, <laughs> and he just has, you know, container plants, really kind of a real decorative, artistic, and he, <laughs> he had monarchs laying eggs. He had a few uh, accidentally mil- uh, milkweeds that started up. Yeah. And they were laying eggs, and he had the people hang in there and the, <laughs> and the caterpillars wow all the you know and there's all these gardeners that have elaborate <laughs> efforts to get the monarch to lay in eggs in their yard and they don't have much luck as much luck as this guy's yeah. having you know what's coming up this week Milton? i'm thinking hang on david give uh, me a hint august 25th august 25th that's okay that's uh what wednesday three days yeah okay <laughs> No, it's not. Yeah, what is today? Anyway, August the twenty second, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. So twenty third, yeah, it's Wednesday. Okay. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> I just had to think out loud. Okay, uh, but according to Neil Spear, mm-hmm. they need to, we need to put the pre-emergent granules to prevent winter weeds uh, down between August twenty fifth. <laughs> And Labor Day. So, uh, uh, and he, he lists, uh, let's see, Dimension, Halts, and Bayland. Didn't, didn't Trey said Bayland been gone for a while? Yesterday? I don't know. I just re- remembered it from 30 years ago, 40 years <laughs> yeah, ago in a peach yeah. orchard. Uh, but I, I will warn people. Mm-hmm. That this stops germination of seeds of annual bluegrass. Neil wrote that. Yes. And yes. I don't. Gosh, I'm glad I didn't know that in past years because <laughs> I I always laid Promoted. it down a little later than that, and it seemed <laughs> well, to work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, 
he, he says, once they sprout, you will have no second chance. Start searching for the products now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that he mentioned my annual bluegrass. Why? That's our one of our uh, sustainable, sustainable winter lawn grass. Mm. It's the prettiest lawn grass I have in the winter. Yeah. I mean, it's green as a gourd. It's like a putting green out there. And also it stops uh, rescue grass, which is Calvin's favorite, and ryegrass. I think my I think I've got an article. Is it next Saturday that I read about? Well, no. you got one. Or was there one in the past? Yeah. No, there's one this week. Well, let's see. That one's about butterflies and... Uh, it's a, it says, every, the first one in your This Week in the Garden, first listing, said every season brings a new crop of weeds. If you select the right pre-emergent herbicide, quite often you can prevent germination of many of them. Use a maize, dimension, and XL before the end of August. So Possible, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, he like uh, like y'all both of y'all talk about uh, if you miss the germination period of these things to put out the herbicide, you ain't killing them. Yeah, but you got uh, it's not a magic day. Yeah. Now this year, because of the the rain. heat and the rain, the germination may occur. But in past years we've had. Cool weather or dry weather, and you last sandburrs, the germination has been slow. <laughs> what was I going to? Oh, but it lasts for a while. Well, we also have to ma- mention uh, that it's almost impossible to find a maize, but we've got we've got it here at Millburgers. Uh, that's true. Hundreds. It's only available in Millburgers. Yeah. That's been a good good oh, herbicide. That's, a, that's an excellent. Yeah, works. Uh, Works for both, yeah. Broadleafs and for uh, grasses, weedy grasses. If you want to use it for that, sandburrs. It, it doesn't sure. kill the sandburrs, does it? it keep it prevents. From yeah, prevents the sandburrs for sure. Maybe we should have a flyover of a maze for Wilson County. You know, like they did the uh, fire ant deal. Well, we'd have to have some big airplanes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 worth a try. But anyway, we will remind you of that. And if you're going to plant blue bonnets or you want your annual bluegrass, uh, or, or if you're going to overseed with uh, ryegrass, you don't want to put this down. But if you don't like rescue grass and ryegrass, uh, you need to put this down right away. And that's dimension, halts, women. Calvins are amazed to mention RXL before X, the end of all. Yeah, Trace's XL is, is impossible to find. Uh, oh, is that right? Dimension okay. is probably the easiest one to find. Okay. Uh, Milberger's, I think, has Dimension here, too. Okay. And so does some of the other sources. Okay. Um, let's see. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show, or come on by and visit us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. 
Are you going to be able to say uh, we've got a line open now? Or? We do have a line open We right do now. have a line open? There's one open right that, this second. That's exciting. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about blue bonnets a while ago. Uh, John Thomas is going to do his uh, annual uh, How to Plant Wildflowers free seminar from 2 to 4 daily. And it's from on September 10 through 12. Do you want to be on the air? I want to be on the air? Yeah. Well, that's okay. We're doing a radio show now if you wanted to be on the air. Otherwise, we'll get... Come on. We'll get somebody to help you. One of these guys will help you off the air. A good substitute for Arizona Cypress. What? Uh, What's the? What are you trying to use it for? Just a as a just a conifer. Actually, we use Arizona Cypress as a replacement for the pines that we can't grow. All right. Hey, we have, we're on the radio, yeah, so you we, either got to yeah, come and be come, on the come radio. Come talk with us on the air. It's easy. Yes. Here, you don't even have to. You just come on up and talk. You'll be on the air. It's a good topic. Yeah. Okay. What's going on? So we have Arizona cypress, and we had a Leyland cypress. Yes. And we lost one of the Leyland cypresses because that disease that you said is, is here, attacking cypresses. And now we've got three, six, about eight Arizona cypress fully grown one has been attacked with that and it's dying is there a good substitute for these Arizona cypress no because that's uh, Arizona that surprises me because we we kind of think of Arizona cypress as being pretty invincible is it uh, did somebody diagnose what is no it, it was just turning the same the, the branches were dying just like the Leyland cypress and we just assumed them and that's got the same huh. disease. Uh, have you got a have you got an arborist that you use? Uh, that to, yeah yeah or look and see see because I I hope that's not the case because we <laughs> rec- recommend Arizona okay. cypress. We don't re- Jerry and I don't recommend Leyland cypress because it is a yeah. unpredictable, but Arizona is generally okay. pretty good. Well, y'all might have to have them look at it then because. We've got like two of them close, real close together, with the dying one, and the others haven't been affected yeah. yet. Yeah, not any. They're not spider mites. How big are they? Oh, huge. Probably about uh, 18, 20 feet. Yeah. Um, I yeah. We'll s- see what you can. Uh, it's a red. They turn everything. You live. You don't live by the extension service, do you over there? By Callahan and yeah, I was just thinking no, we're, you drag, we're on drag, the far east side. Okay, drag in a, a one of the branches with this that's showing symptom. But once you do your close examination, and then because there's an entomologist there at the uh, the extension service, Molly Cat. Now, if it's not a She'll she'll know whether it's an insect or a disease. Okay. Yeah, I'll be I'll be surprised. Well, she uh, the wife says she uh, they turn red. You said that they were all on the branches or yeah. Well, the, the Leyland cypress when it died, it was 
I hadn't even noticed, but it turned completely red. Yeah. It was dead. And uh, they said, well, spray it with uh, deem oil or something. And I said, I doubt that's going to do any good because it already looks dead. But anyway, now the branches on our Arizona cypress is starting to die off and look just like it did. It's kind of red. Yeah. When you look, look well, at, brown, more brown, I guess. Yeah. But. When you when you take the sample in to the extension office, on uh, to get a uh, see if you can get a branch that uh, in in between the the way it turns red mm -hmm. and it's where it's still green. Okay. And take that in there. If it's spider mites, then that they they should be on that that uh, turning red. Okay. Because yeah. we have we have green. we have sprayed them all real good with neem oil and uh, there's one other one, but uh, so yeah. hopefully that's no. well she did. So. No. <laughs> so okay. That's all not right. gonna do it. Yeah. Okay. Let, let us know if you find something else, and we'll, we'll have to Jerry, Jerry and I'll have to quit recommending. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do. All right, thank, thank you. you. All right, 210-308-8867 is 210-308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. She's the one that sprays Nemo. Oh, okay. She gets it all over herself. All right, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of today's show, or you can there's, come on by like these people. There's our, and, some of our maze. Oh, is that right? How about that? All right, let's take a quick break. We'll take this opportunity and take a quick break right now, a little bit early. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. the baseman's wife Oh, but he was back by June Singing a different tune Sporting Miss Rita back And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. If you enjoy uh, watching nature from your own screen door window or your own uh, sliding glass door window or your uh, bathroom window like Jerry does or, <laughs> uh, or maybe you just want to uh, sit in the backyard and watch the martins or other birds or squirrels or whatever. The martins wild are gone. Wild birds, the sparrows oh, are still. Uh -huh. Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military <laughs> and Hebner Road can help you do all that. If you uh, haven't had much luck in the past, Wild Birds Unlimited can help you get more luck by solving the problems that you're having. Uh, and if you uh, have had lots of luck, great. Wild Birds Unlimited and Northwest Military and Hebner Road will keep you having luck uh, with great feeds and uh, terrific uh, options, uh, as well as accessories that will make you enjoy it even more. That's Wild Birds Unlimited. Go by and visit them, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And uh, you can find them online, sanantonio.wbu.com. And um, that's important because uh, in Calvin's article uh, that he's talking about the uh, thing that's uh, going to be the downtown bird watching. Uh, well, it's not bird watching, but it's uh, it's a research project. Yeah. To determine uh, how many birds are 
are being uh, killed by the the lighting situation downtown, and which which ones are the most vulnerable, and which yep. lighting situation is doing the most damage. Uh, did and, we decide to take any dead birds that they find? No, and no, we're going to bring we're, them here to the radio. It will mess up the uh, the whole. Oh, the whole study. So we're going to let them do all that. Okay. Uh, where, where did we tell them to go to go to uh, to Wild Birds Unlimited, their website? Yeah. Or to the Bear Audubon Society? Yeah. Uh, but uh, and the number to call if you want more information on Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, is two one zero four seven nine Bird, two one zero four seven nine B I R D. And by the way, it's kind of funny. You can actually. You know, just say it into your smartphone. Call two one zero four seven nine, and it'll it'll do it. Is that right? Yeah, my mine smart. Um, no, no. You're, See, no, look, you're, it flips open. It does flip open. Antique. Yes. <laughs> Yours was smart in its day. <laughs> but I stick with the old stuff. I know you're loyal to that that flip phone. That I've got a tip for people talking okay. about wild birds and animals. Uh-huh. Uh, now that the Martins have left, oh, no. if you want to attract sparrows to your brown sparrows mm-hmm. to your to your backyard, so you can enjoy watching them fly hit, flitter here and there, uh, all you have to do is just leave your Martin house uh, open. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you have to clean out the. Stubble. Full you don't. Sparrows spar- will go in there. I left my, left mine open for two weeks after the Martins left, and almost every single apartment had Isn't that great? English sparrow. I appreciate you doing that, McAlvin. It was especially satisfying when I tore those out. Hey! Oh. <laughs> I hope there weren't any birds, little baby birds in there. I refuse to <laughs> answer that. <laughs> I can hope. Confirm yeah. or deny that there were. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. For okay. more tips on attracting brown sparrows, you can email Jerry directly. There you go. Are there a lot of articles on plantanswers.com on attracting. Oh, well, absolutely. Okay. Pictures too. Okay. Once they get in those houses, you can take good pictures of them. Who knew? I never knew you knew so much about this. <laughs> All right. What else you got going on over well, there? Well, you really another place you can take great pictures is uh that uh, we have to write about this and talk about it again. The, the bird bass. Oh yeah. Because the bird, the, you know, with this Sparrow, dry yeah. weather, the birds are lesser goldfinches, uh, cardinals, everything, oh. Inca doves. They're all uh, accumulating or coming in to get refreshed with the bird bass. Yeah, those Inca doves there. I love them. Not big enough to I know, make, a, make a good mask. Now, see, why is it you go with the Jimmy Duranta, uh, <laughs> but you don't go with the Inca Dinka Doves? <laughs> I guess I should look into that. Sure. You, you remember the song, Inca Dinka Do? I do. Okay. <laughs> he hates to admit it, Inca, but he does. Inca Doves. Inca Doves. Inca Doves. Okay, sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, got an uh, email from Troy Ohio. Mm. And they're writing about, the uh, uh, name is Lee, L-E-E. It said uh, the subject is yellow flower tipsi- uh, tick seed coropsis. Yeah. Can you tell me how and when to prune this flower? 
prune it. Yeah. Also, when I cut off the dead head, how far down the stem do I trim it? Huh. Now, I think that uh, <laughs> you can tr trim it back to the main foliage-produced area. You can. Um, you can you can leave it if you don't trim it too deep. You you'll have blooms. I've got some blooms right now still, still. coming up. Huh? Yeah, they'll. they'll this bloom. is Ohio. I imagine they're getting at the end. Yeah, getting yeah. at the end. But yeah, it's great. That's a that's a great plant. Yeah, Coreopsis. Yellow flower, tick seed, Coreopsis. I bet some of those people from Johnson City named that. It's mm, a, Johnson City Joe hasn't called us. That's <laughs> that's one of the uh, in our mixes for Central Texas and for Oklahoma Texas. That Coreopsis tick seed is one of the main yeah plant uh, seeds for wildflower for the birds. Yeah, I'm gonna let Milton uh, read this next one uh, because he he needs to say the name of the person that wrote in. Oh, wow. <laughs> Walt. Huh? Walt. Oh, Walt, quit it. I'm talking about the last name. I know you are, but I don't, <laughs> wanna, I don't, I don't want to butcher Paul Walt's last name. That looks like an Irish name. I it? don't think it is. Uh -huh. it but anyway. Anyway, the, he wrote in. He's from San Antonio. Said, uh, what can be done to prevent further damage from ants and insects attacking newly <laughs> planted zoysia sod? Newly planted zoysia. Ne no, it's capital N E E Y L I mean L Y. It capital N E E L Y. Huh. So, Maybe it is supposed to be newly. Yeah, because I don't know that, that, of course, you know, we haven't been, there could there could be a lot of different uh, soysias, especially in other areas. Where is he from? <laughs> San Antonio. I'll be done. Uh, but anyway, he, he thinks ants and insects are attacking his zorzer sod. Now, <laughs> if that's true, uh, you, you can use any of these... Uh, uh, turf insecticide. Yeah, soil insecticide. Anything so, uh, used for yeah. grubs or chinch bugs. Yeah. I think he's thinking <laughs> something's eating it. But uh, anyway, it's sod. Zorza is sod. But uh, just go to your local nursery or, or mill burgers and get uh, uh, insect <laughs> controlled. Uh, and if you got, if you got, uh, you know, we were talking about carbaryl. If you got any of that left, or if you got, uh, uh, what's that? The one bear. Bear's got one. Yeah. Right? Any like the aspirin. Yeah. Any insecticide, or if you got some uh, ant killer. But I, yeah, I think a spinosad or something like that would be. Yeah. Easier to use. And less expensive. Then he asks. He says, "Are we watering too much?" Twelve minutes in the morning and twelve minutes in the evening, daily. New sod? <laughs> no, he's, uh, maybe he's talking new sod. If that twelve minutes in the morning and twelve minutes in the that evening. That pattern for two weeks. 
that would be all you would do it. And then you would switch to like twice a week right? and uh, longer, maybe twi- twice a week and uh, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. So anyway, those are the main two suggestions. Uh, and of course, we've got, uh, still got tomatoes. And uh, I had a, I asked Trace yesterday off the, off the air, when are they going to get broccoli and cauliflower and stuff like that in? And he, he's having trouble with the phones putting in his oh. order, weekly orders. But uh, I think he's talking about next week getting something. Yeah, that's right. Now, see, you mentioned that, and that's my article next week is going to include winter vegetables, but it also is going to include the... Uh, the winter weed prevention, the oh, okay. pre-emergent. Okay. So there's a lot of, we're getting into <laughs> September where there's a lot of action. It's hard to believe. Gosh, it's, uh, you, you know, that, that's my favorite garden, the winter vegetable garden, because mm-hmm. they're so productive and easy to grow and oh, such yeah. a variety. And easy to harvest, too, when it's cooler. Hopefully it'll cool. Yeah. <laughs> if it ever gets cool. But, uh... Uh, bro- cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. What? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, all, I told Bright you. Bright lights. Uh, <laughs> I told you my story about uh, when I came down with Crohn's disease. Yes, you don't, don't, don't share that story anymore. What? <laughs> they said not to eat c- Brussels sprouts if you have Crohn's disease. If you have a well, might. Upset you even if you don't have. I don't think so. I think they're considered anyway, good for you. But it won't freeze. I'll tell you that. It would have been interesting to have some Brussels sprouts out during this really hard freeze. The last hard, uh, the freeze before the last hard freeze, uh, killed everything in my garden except for stupid Brussels sprouts. Hmm. What were you doing, growing Brussels sprouts? I was. Uh, it was an Are you a secret? Is an accident. Yeah. accident. <laughs> and as far as fall colors are concerned, it's the first one listed: zinnias, marigolds, and celosa. I don't know if we have it celosa. We had it, but we yeah you know, earlier so, in the summer. But it's, uh, a, it's a little tough. A uh, mid, uh, mid and late summer. Here it's just too tough on it. Whereas up north, it's yeah, it's prospering. And they they've also got uh, the dwarf ones. Now there's a plant we could have sent sent to the space show. Oh, what's that? Brussels sprouts? No, coxcomb. Oh yeah. We we actually when Greg was here, we actually selected San Antonio coxcomb. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I got any seeds in the refrigerator. Or you not. probably did. Years, but uh, <laughs> you probably did. It was it was funny. The uh, yesterday, there was uh, mother and father pulling a wagon full of uh, blooming plants, and in the midst of those was a cute little girl sitting mm-hmm. in the wagon. <laughs> And I, I walked by. I wish I'd have had a camera because, I mean, the wagon was full of blooming plants. I think I saw it. With a little girl in the middle. Yeah. And, 
And so I was, I, I went, as I was going by, you, you just see the little girl's head. I said, which one is your favorite? Which is your favorite flower? And uh, she pointed at the marigold, the, uh, the yellow, the orange one, the orange one. She cued as a button. That would have been a great picture. But uh, anyway, also, I've been watching those uh, more grande hibiscus walk out of here because a lot, a lot of them are blooming. Now, the reason that is so <laughs> exciting to see is because they hadn't been grown by any nursery or wholesale nurseries for a long time. But a local nursery uh, grows wholesale plants only took up the matter of, <laughs> of growing that uh, grande hibiscus, which is named after, of course, uh, Mr. Moore that mm-hmm. used to work at the Botanical Garden and came up with uh, citrus, uh, a lot of the citrus, and everything that he did. Uh, but <laughs> the way that more Grande got on the market was that uh, I asked Paul Cox, uh, could I get some cuttings of that? And Paul said, you're the only one he would ever give cuttings to. Oh, wow. And... Uh, I had been, I, I, he had so many breeding pro- projects going over there, none of which had caught on. And so <laughs> I, ta- I, I talked with uh, Greg Grant, he was here, I think, and I asked him, you know, we need to put something on the market big time that Mr. Moore developed. We call him Mr. Moore. Yeah, I think he was a doctor. Mm-hmm. You've said that before, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, all Greg did is that he looked, he said, he's got the largest open-faced hibiscus that I've ever seen. Hmm. And it turned out to be the largest open-faced hibiscus in the world. Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> in the world. And... Uh, so I asked Mr. Moore for the, some cuttings. He, he said, absolutely, because he said I was his best friend. That was kind of sweet. Oh. <laughs> but uh, we rooted them and uh, took them out to Verster's, where we do our tomato selling, and planted uh, two or three rows of them after, after we got them rooted. And we allowed the commercial nurserymen uh, producers to go out and get all the cuttings that they wanted. And that's the way they had Color Spot got them and uh, uh, all, all, any nursery that wanted them surprised could me, get all the surprised cuttings. Surprised Mr. Wester didn't go out there and cut them at the ground so uh, he had all no, the cuttings and nobody probably, else could. He probably didn't know it. Nobody. You, you forgot to tell him. <laughs> on purpose. I knew I. better than that. But anyway, uh, uh, they spread all over Texas now, mainly because that's the biggest flower that's available. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're losing trace. So, <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, it, it, we ha- they went off the market. Uh, the nurseries quit uh, growing them for a while, and uh, now this nursery, local nursery, has picked up the. Uh, 
grow it, uh, produce it. And they're blooming here at Millburg. I guess Trace bought them all, probably. Mm. Another thing that's blooming that we talk a lot about is the uh, firebush. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be into the hummingbird migration period pretty quick. Mm. And we'll have three different species of hummingbirds. And uh, if you want to see, we we talk about the dog fights, but they, they, <laughs> this is the, the firebush is one of those plants that, uh, that that is a favorite of the hummingbirds, and they will, the migrating birds will, will have dog fights over the whoever who gets to dominate that plant. <laughs> you don't have to put it in a fancy container or anything. You can, but you just get it in the container blooming. Make sure it's blooming. Yeah. And you, put you've it done on your that, patio in full you, sun. Didn't you grow them in a container for, for a while? Yeah, forever. And still growing them, yeah. <laughs> oh, still growing in the yeah. same container? Now, I'm a little a little nervous because I think the, uh, well, I don't know that yet, but the, the porter weed attracts so much attention from the hummingbirds that I, do, I don't know if the fire bush <laughs> will be as popular as it al- always has been. Yeah. I, I imagine they'll, they'll, they'll manage, share the... Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, but so that's what usually happens if you've got more, more nectar producing plants, you get more hummingbirds, you get more butterflies. Absolutely. Works well. But right. anyway, that's, uh, that's a good plant, too. We've got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On 930 AM, The Answer. familiar with. Right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Marty's back with us. Marty's got a question on zinnias, I think. Hey there, Marty. What's going on? Yes, thank you for taking my call again. I have a question okay. for Dr. Finch. Or for Dr. Parker. All right. Which, well, let's, okay. uh, Dr. Finch is answering someone else's question off the okay. air. So. Oh, I know Dr. Parsons can get to zero in on this one then. And so can you, you me, Milton. Okay. okay. I have a, I have some zinnias growing, and uh, are, uh, and they're blooming very nicely. But it looks like they're beginning to fade a little bit. Uh, will these come up uh, every year, or do I have to uh, plant uh, new ones every year? I think I think you're going to have to plant new seed every year uh, in okay. the spring. But uh, does your zinnias ever reseed themselves? This from year from fall to most, next spring. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, did they? This okay. year they did too, and most. Now, when we had years past, sometimes they didn't. When we had a distinctly cold weather. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, this year they did. In the last three or four years, they did. Huh. Now, I now these I I I planted this year by seed. And they come up okay. real nice. Okay. But what I want to do is I want to I want to take these and put and put them in my other flower bed in my backyard. So I was thinking maybe taking a cutting and saving some of the seeds and and transferring the seeds to the 
backyard for, in my other flower bed. Well, uh, let's see. You planted a, a hybrid seed of zinnia? Yes. Yes. Okay. You know, you could you could save the seed from the flowers okay. after the okay. drive. Or right. you could uh, just see what sprouts next year, next spring. Okay. And okay. Uh, transplant those. And do both. You oh. could do both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm with you, Calvin. Is... Try a little of both. <laughs> okay. But I, yeah, I don't think I'm... I don't think uh, they're worth rooting. I imagine you could root oh, them. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I never have rooted one. Because zinnias are so they reseed so easily. Yeah. And even okay. one of my favorites for reseeding are these uh, Dreamland that we have here. Oh yeah. Okay. Now, and I thought Jerry was going to say, "Well, they come up in all different sizes, right. which they do, <laughs> but okay. they're they're still still worthwhile doing it." Okay. I don't, I have one other. Go ahead. One other question off the off the cuff. Will Will the Millburgers be getting some uh, Snapdragons in? Oh, oh yes. That'll be later on. Well, in fall. not too I long. I could have, I could have got some this week, but I opted out. Okay. So, uh, I'll, I'll probably be brave either next week or the following week. Yeah, and my article okay. next week says it's September. You can start doing it. You should tell me these things in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I I'm did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I had okay. them last year. But the the freeze got them. But man, they were big uh, bee attractors, and I wanted to, between them and the Esperanza. And the thing is, they're really attracting a, a lot of uh, butterflies and bees, so I want to continue that. Okay. Now, all, all my snapdragons were perfectly fine. They, they went uh, through the cold, no problem. Well, mine looked like they were done for. But next thing I knew, they were all coming up <laughs> nice and uniform, and, and they bloomed for a long period. Thank you. All well, right. Thank thanks, you Marty. For the intro, I, I appreciate it. Hi, Marty. It. All right, 210-308-8867. Bud is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing good. I yeah, have what's question. going on? I have a question about lantanas. I have, okay. I think they're called Fancy. It's the uh, pink and yellow buds. Okay, they're not, they're not, you get, get them at a nursery or are they wild? No, I got them at a nursery. Oh, okay. Um, my assumption is it's Irene. Is right, yeah. Uh, okay, go and, ahead. And, and they are they are very tall. Yeah. And this year especially, they have gotten real wide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my real question is, do these plants uh, underground travel and send up a new which becomes a new plant. <laughs> uh, Most of them do. Well, yeah, I think. But I don't know the, uh, well, like like our, uh, of course, uh, new gold mm-hmm. uh, and the natives do. I, I think the natives are from seed, aren't they? I think they do both. Oh, okay. Because, I, I mean, if you if you have a bed... They kind of, of <laughs> you're right. It could be seed, yeah, and just look like it's coming from the roots. Yeah. Well, well uh, I don't, uh, I don't know on that particular selection. I, um, a number of years ago, uh, I said, well, this one bush here, it's really, 
getting out of hand. And what I did, I, I, I took an axe and divided it into three. All right. One, one third I left in the original spot. Okay. The other two I put in pots and gave them away. <laughs> and as I was doing all that, and plus a little bit of other work, you know, uh, since then, I get the impression that, uh, oh, here's this root going over there, and I got more plants coming up. Yeah. And, and I, I never asked, you know, never heard anything about it. I, I just, out of curiosity, you yeah, know, was I wanting to I know th- if I, that's possible. I think they can have root sprouts. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of them will seed as well. So yeah. uh, I, can't, a lot of times I can't remember which ones it. are sterile. I think the new gold is sterile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, maybe the purple. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that <laughs> some gold. of them are sterile. New gold is, new gold. Uh, that's uh, its main characteristic. Yeah, I did and have a new gold. In okay. fact, uh, when, I, when I first put some in, I got one of this um, pink and yellow flower, and I think that was called Fancy. And okay. I also got a new gold. The new gold okay. never really took off very well. It's normally the, the most the, aggressive. Uh, yeah. The fancy uh, outshined it all the time, and finally oh. it died. <laughs> oh Lord! The the uh, the new gold it finally died. Okay, sorry you. It's it's in every bank, planting and hotels, businesses. Everybody's got it. It seems <laughs> to be doing the best this year. And it blooms its brains out. Yeah, and that, did you say the new gold doesn't get as big as the other one? No, we didn't say that. It says sterile. So new gold gets quite wide, just not super tall. Well, and it'll climb. If you got a fence in its way, it'll climb right up the top. Yeah. Lean on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. They're pretty. All well, right. All right. You, you've answered my question. Thank you so much. Thank okay, you, bud. Thanks for calling in. All right. Hi, Javier is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Javier. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, good to hear you all. We've got a Chinese tallow tree growing in the yard. It's about 40 to 50 feet tall. And it's green all over except for some good, good-sized branches that are, you can see them dead up inside the canopy of the tree. A couple have fallen down already, and we're concerned that maybe the tree's uh, sick or if, it, if it's dying. And, Could or, be. And we also, we also wonder if it's connect, could be connected to the heart freeze we had back in February. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of all the above. Yeah, they're notorious, <laughs> they're notorious for being freeze sensitive. So most people that grow okay. Chinese tallows after a freeze like this, they don't have a tree anymore. They have a bush. Uh, um, okay. It is on the invasive species list. I'm I'm more concerned about you saying it's 40 to 50 feet tall. Uh, yeah, it's huge. I don't think it's capable of that. <laughs> I haven't seen. No, it if, if you were, if you were to come out and look at it, uh, you'd see. You know, you see it's about that that high. You know, it's sure it's not like a cottonwood or something with similar leaf? Is it, no, does, it's it's turn, a, a does it have red leaves in the fall? Yes, sir. It sure does. Okay. My, my mom bought it years and years ago, back in the late 70s, I guess. I think she bought it from Wolf Nursery. Uh, uh, I probably sold it to her. <laughs> <laughs> but, be, but back I then think, it wasn't I on think. the invasive species list, so uh, now yeah. it's illegal to sell tea. Hmm. No kidding. What? Are those yeah. illegal plants in the back? I don't have any. 
Come on, Charlie. Is it illegal because it's an invasive species? I didn't stash anything. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we wish we had a a tree that would turn that color in the fall. Yeah, it's beautiful uh, in the fall. uh, Oh, yeah. But it's a real pest the rest of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's probably why they did away with it. It also... T- typically gets bores and uh, short-lived, but it doesn't sound like yours. Are. Where where do you live? Are you out in the sand or? No, sir. Uh, over in the Jefferson High School district, uh, off of Fredericksburg okay. and Sarsamoda Street. Okay, so you get, yeah. maybe got some good soil over there, deep soil. Yeah, it's it's that black soil. I don't know what what it's called. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty. Some deep, people call know, it gumbo. Soil. I used to run that yeah. nursery right there. Yeah, not quite that long ago. Yeah. Ruiz. Okay. So let me see. Trace is the one that sold your mother. (laughs) I could have. I don't think I was at that location then, but uh, (laughs) I certainly could have. Okay. But anyway, uh, it doesn't look good for any towels in town. I think they were cold. I'm shocked it's still alive. <laughs> but if well, if you got if you got a lot of green leaves on it and everything, you can cut all the dead stuff out and uh, let okay. the green take over. Green leaves. We're, yeah, we're we're. I'm I'm saying me and my siblings. We we got left the house by our mother who's long long gone. But uh, we got left the house and and uh, we're we're debating whether or not to have it cut down or just trim back. You know, it's expensive either way, and uh, yeah. but you know, if it's going to save us, brief, you know, further down, down, yeah. down, you know, down the road, you know, with it falling, you know, continuing to fall apart and stuff. You know, yeah, it's if, gonna. If you're going to own the house and rent it out or something like that, I would just cut the thing down. If you're going to sell the house, I think I would clean it up and leave it there, and uh, let the next person figure out what they want to do with it. Yeah, that makes sense. But we're gonna we're gonna keep the house. So, yeah, I guess I guess we're on the right track to, to it's, have it. It's not a ma- it's not a matter of if that tree is gonna fall down. It's when is that tree gonna fall down? Yeah, yeah. Guy even though it's got, even though it's got a lot of right today, now. <laughs> makes me sound What's smart. That? Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> What's that, Javier? Last question. No, sir. That that was it. I just had that okay. concern. Yeah, I appreciate and. Well, going back to cypress trees, are Arizona cypress the best uh, cypress trees to grow around here? Well, up until we had somebody today come and tell us they had problems with it. Yeah, I talked to him, too. I said, come talk to them. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, we, yeah. as far as over the years, they've been the best one. We've recommended them. They've, they're tough. They're drought tolerant. Uh, uh, so I, I still think it's the, the best choice. Yeah, I've always been hard on them. I've always been hard on them. I wanted to put one in my yard, so I think I'll get one. That sounds good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, listen, we're going to wrap up today. We're just about run out of time. But uh, you can join us next week, or you can come on by Millburgers. If you're interested in David's class, it is full. But uh, if you want to take a chance, you can come out before 10 o'clock next Saturday. And if someone doesn't show up. I hope. 
I hope Trace and Milton are here to fight off those people. That there you go. That That's a chance they take. Somebody's going to be disappointed if they uh, wanted to be there and, you know, half the people don't show up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you can do that, and uh, maybe you'll be able to get in. If not, you can do some shopping here at Mill Burgers. See you next week. On behalf of the guys, thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.